It's a long ways until November, and that's when Kevin Cochran really likes to go fishing because he's a muskie guy, and that's when you'll find the biggest muskies. Nonetheless, August is here, the muskies are biting, and we check in with Kevin Cochran next. If I had a bar for every time my line got stuck, well then I'd probably have enough for a brand new pickup truck and a Paul Bunyan. Welcome to another week of Fish and Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Well, time to talk muskies with Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Muskie Guide Service. And, uh, Kevin, before we went on the air, you were just telling me uh, you've been busy answering the phones a lot. A lot of people looking to uh, get into our area and fish muskies because they can't get to Canada this year. But, as you noted, it's only a finite number of hours in the day. That and, um, you know, I only have so many days that I can work. My business, unfortunately, is not one that, that can really grow exponentially because of how many days that, that I have. People want to fish. People want to fish with me, and they, I, and I think it would be hard if if I had somebody working under me to, to kind of pawn those trips off. I, I don't know if that would work or not. So, um, But, yeah, I, I get it. at least half a dozen calls, um, up to a dozen calls every day regarding trips and availability, and um, which is great. Um but uh, can't uh, can't fulfill all those needs. <laughs> yeah, well, you and you uh, have been busy pretty much every year. I mean, you've got uh, your your core of people, and uh, a lot of those guys are repeat business. I'm guessing. Yeah, I, in fact, I looked um, I looked last week, and I think I'm right around seventy to seventy five percent is repeat business. Wow. So, yeah, yeah, pretty lucky. <laughs> So we've uh, we've been fishing for muskie since early June. How has the f- season been so far this year? Um, the season, uh, in a nutshell, has been pretty tough. Uh, however, there's there's definitely moments of of uh, you know success where it's immediately uh, near a moon phase, um, or then also like weather changes have been have been uh, very consistent as well so anytime it's it's before or after storms there's usually bite windows on both sides of that um so it, it has been a tough season however um the fish you know you, you see i see this every year uh for the past 16 years of guiding i, I see increased fishing pressure uh, i see fish that are smarter that are that are more bait shy and um and I think you just have to kind of go out the beaten path and find those lakes that that don't get beat to death. 
um, by anglers. So that's kind of that's that's some of the things that I key in on. <clears throat> so you're, uh, and I know that we've had a in general a much busier summer of fishing. More licenses sold for the first, you know, quite a bit more, and a lot more people on the water, and that's translating into muskies, particularly as well. I would say it's it's even more so with muskies because. Mm-hmm. Um, a lot of the musky anglers from the metro and the Midwest and even out east, they travel up to Lake of the Woods every year to, for their week-long or two-week-long musky trip. And, um, you know, obviously that's with the border being closed, that's not happening anymore. So, um, you know, they want to go up to northern Minnesota. Well, we have, like, uh, we have a few big lakes like uh, Mille Lacs and Vermilion and uh, Cass and Leech. Uh, and, and it seems like a lot of those lakes are taking um a lot um uh, they're taking taking those anglers and we have seen an increase in, in fishing pressure exponentially over over the past uh say three weeks yeah it is would you put that is the main reason it's a tough year or are there some other factors um not necessarily i you know i think incre- increased angling pressure um you know it's it presents issues um however it's it's going to it's going to be seen a little bit further down the road i uh the heat this year has it's been it's been tough i took off i think i took off nine days because of the heat uh, the water temps um <clears throat> maybe two and a half weeks ago three weeks ago they were in that 79 to 81 range and and I don't like to see that. You know, I, I was on cast this morning, and we had 73. So that's that's more of a norm. Um, but uh, the 78 to 80, 80 degrees, yeah, it's, that's pretty sketchy if you're catching fish, and um, you know they're just you're gonna have issues releasing them. I did take time off uh, because of that. Um, so you know, it's uh, it's it's a good idea to. To definitely stop fishing if you see those temps um and i i do think that that heat is has been the culprit for uh for a lot of issues musky fishing this year um just regarding angler success rate and then uh, and then also delayed mortality too i've seen a, a handful of fish that that were caught and and well you know i, I didn't actually see them other people sent me pictures because um, i was off the water during that time um, but yeah, I think, I think the heat for me and talking to quite a few other people was, was the issue. Um, I do like colder water temps. Um, I like, I like where we're at right now. I like like 68 to 73 in the summer. Um, and it does seem like if you're getting any warmer than that, then, then the success rate, you know, it comes into play as well. So, well, those extra warm water temps, you know, take its toll on a lot of different fish let alone something as big as a muskie absolutely yeah i i i read a few reports and i think the difference the 10 there's a 10 degree difference from 65 to 75 and once you hit that 75 degree mark water temp mark um you you're losing like 60 percent of your dissolved oxygen um in the water column or something yeah there's a there was a study that I was reading that um, that Mark Thorpe was involved with, a guy, a, a, a musky fishing guy from out east, uh, the St. Lawrence area. But um, 
But yeah, it's, it was eye opening to, to read that dissolved oxygen levels are decreased dramatically when the water temps hit that 75 degree mark. We talked, I think, about this earlier in the year. I know you uh, you like to uh, fish Cass Lake quite a bit. That lake has gotten extremely clear. It certainly has affected the walleye fishing and where they find walleyes, when they can get walleyes. Uh, how about muskie? Same thing? Um, yeah, I would say, like, low light conditions. Um, you know, kind of contradicting myself at almost exactly noon yesterday, Um we uh, we caught a forty eight and a half incher out there, so <laughs> uh, there there is there is some uh, some um, you know some excuses that that like that 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 happen. Uh, however, I would say like low light conditions, night fishing, um, fishing uh, like if there's heavy cloud cover, um, like I said, on or, or or I'm sorry, before or after a storm those type of situations that's that's going to be the kind of the, the key times to get out there um you know looking at the the entire chain as a whole uh just because cast lake has 23 foot clarity it doesn't mean that some of the connecting water has that same clarity um so if you travel throughout the connecting water you can still find dirtier water and you can you can usually get on it on a decent uh, morning or even day bite out there. Talking about the big guys with Mr. Muskie, Kevin Cochran. Got a lot more to come on Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. This is Fishing Paul Bunyan Country, presented by Northland Fishing Tackle. Talking muskies with Kevin Cochran of Kevin Cochran's Muskie Guide Service. What are you using, or what are you uh, throwing at uh, muskies these days? Um, doing a lot of plastic baits, a lot of like rubber baits. Um, whether that would be bulldogs, medusas, um, and then beaver baits. Um, I throw some tubes here and there, and and also jigging too. I jig for muskies quite a bit as well. So I, you know, in I've kind of strayed away from the bucktails just because, um, in my opinion, the bucktails, they ride higher in the water column. And if the top two feet of the water column is the warmest and your bait's going in the top two feet of the water column, in my opinion, I don't think the muskies are want to, are going to want to go up there necessarily. So I'm throwing, I'm throwing baits to get down a little bit deeper. Okay. Uh, you, you mentioned obviously uh, the, the storms seem to be the the time, and that's always that's typical. That's nothing unusual, right? That storms are a, sure, a good time yeah. either side. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, I would say something that's unusual is the lack of morning and evening bite. Uh, that's um, typically that's that's a great time to muskie fish. However, it seems like the morning bite has just been horrible and. The evening bite's been a little bit better, but um, very, very inconsistent. So you have uh, years ago, not not that many years ago, <clears throat> um, I could plan on you know catching one fish um, at sunset or first dark. So and and you know right now it's not necessarily the case that you could have bites during that late morning or early afternoon period too. So what's a guide to do? 
Uh, fish long hours. <laughs> fish long hours is right. Yeah. So what I do is I, I fish, you know, nine or ten hours every day at least. Um, and I, uh, it's, it's my job to to run the gamut and find fish and uh, put clients on those fish. So and and we've been doing pretty well lately. Usually at least one shot a day. Um, so I, I guess I can't complain about that. The the, uh, the quest for a muskie is is one that requires a lot of patience, and uh, I'm, I'm assuming most of the people who come on a muskie trip uh, understand that. Sure. Oh yeah, they do. <laughs> they do. They they realize that I, I have people that jump in my boat and say, "Oh, a muskie is a fish of a thousand casts." I'm like, "Well, actually, the saying is ten thousand, <laughs> <laughs> but um, you know, it, it could take one. It could take." 10,001. Um, it's all, all obviously dependent on the activity of the fish and, um, and if you can trigger that fish in the biting. So, uh, you know, it's Minnesota's, it's, it's different than Canada. The fish, the fish in Canada are, are a little bit, um, less educated than our fish. Um, and they're easier to catch in my opinion. However, uh, generally speaking, um, you know, if you're looking at Lake of the Woods specifically in, in comparison to our area lakes, um, our fish are definitely bigger. They they run quite a bit bigger down here. So, yeah, well, if you want a big fish, you got to put in the time. <laughs> yeah, you do. Um, so as we uh, as we move into August, uh, what are you expecting to have occur? Um, I'm expecting cooler water temps maybe starting the second week of august and then i think once you have that you'll have a stronger shallow water push of muskies where they're um on top of the sand flats and um and in the reed beds and on top of rock piles too and gravel so i i, I do foresee um cooler temps in the future um you know and and we are i mean we we came down from like 79, 80, and, and we're on, um, on cast where it's 73, 70, like 3.2, I think is what I had this morning. So, um, yeah, look for that shallow water push and, and look for a pretty decent small bucktail and topwater bite once September hits, for sure. Okay. Um, me, as a human being, I prefer warm weather, I prefer summer weather, uh, if you really want to catch good muskies, though, uh, that isn't necessarily what you want. Um, you know, they run, they definitely run heavier in the fall. So if you're looking at a true trophy, then I would suggest uh, fishing in October and November. Um, November is actually one of my busiest months. That's that's the time where, where I get, you know, I, I I get a lot of requests every day. Um, for my November dates, um, and you know, there's good reason. There's we have uh, we have big fish around here, and in the fall, they they uh, add quite a bit of weight. That is so different than probably any other type of fishing guide. Is it? <laughs> I don't think there's <laughs> yeah, a lot of them know. busy in November. <laughs> right. I don't see many many people out fishing them. You know, like walleye guides or whatever i don't see those guys out in november i think i think they rely more off of tourism 
um, summer tourism specifically than I do. So I have I have people that come up here, um, you know, from all over that aren't up here on family vacations. So those people are they're they're fishing for muskies and, and they want my help. So um, in that uh, um, that'll carry on into October and November. Yeah. Okay. So, it's, uh, we're fortunate to have some of the best muskie fishing in Minnesota just literally out our back door. He's Kevin Cochran. I'm Kev Jackson. It's Fishing Ball Bunyan Country presented by Northland Fishing Tackle, and we're talking muskies. As you spend a lot of time on the water, and uh, I know you've been very, very uh, um, passionate about uh, muskie habitats and muskies uh, most of your adult life, anything out there concerning you right now? Um, you know, I would say, I would say that 100% the, the stocking efforts aren't, aren't in sync with, with the incre- increase of anglers, of specifically of musk anglers. So, um, we're not getting our new waters that we were even promised by the, by the DNR. Um, and as far as I know, they didn't even stock any fish this, this, uh, this year yet due to covid maybe maybe that's changed but um from what i understood they didn't stock anything so i I, and i think that you know there needs to be more lakes that are maybe reintroduced like a reintroduction of musky waters that traditionally had muskies that no longer have muskies um those lakes need to be they need to be stocked so well what about it even if you had that happen, how long before muskie anglers are willing to try those new waters? Would you would you guess? Um, you know, I would say I would say like five to seven years before they're they're actually fishable. So um, you know, if you look at that 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 peak, uh, they'll they'll peak at twelve to fourteen years. Um, and, and I had I had a fifty four incher that was aged. Uh, and I knew by the by the specific fin clip um, that it was exactly 14 year old fish. So I, and that was that was I was that was a fall huge 54 incher. Um, but you know you could definitely have a fishery and in six years, five or six years, you could fish it. You could fish that that lake for muskies. So and we just we just need more opportunity in the state. I think that's kind of our biggest drawback is um, is stocking efforts. They're just they're not there. And then also, you look at like the numbers of adult fish um, in Vermilion, and I don't know if it's like one fish every fifteen or twenty acres, but it's something it's something kind of ridiculous like that. And that's extremely low density. Uh, same with Malax. Malax is a, a very low density lake as well. Um, Bemidji, in fact, Bemidji, I think. Um, had close to 600 adults and that's uh like one fish in every like 7,000 acres roughly so um yeah stocking efforts there needs you know every you can't you can't have the same the same stocking um i guess uh ratio for every lake in the state because all all the lakes are different so that has to be taken into effect as well Okay. Well, Kevin, if uh, people want to use your services, uh, it sounds like you're pretty well booked. But uh, if we are working on next year, can we 
can we get can we get in now? Absolutely. Yeah. Um, I have August. Actually, I have August tenth and eleventh open for some reason. Oh, okay. Um, those, those 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 are the only two days in August. Uh, but you know, September I've got a handful of dates, and October maybe a handful as well. But um, you can get a hold of me. My phone number is five zero seven four five six nine zero two three. I just um, I just updated my website after uh, like fifteen years of. Of, of guiding so I, I had a, a website built back in like 2005 and that was definitely it was dated uh, <laughs> and Rob Yuritich uh, my buddy Rob built me a pretty awesome website and that's kevincochranguide.com so there you can check out everything and then of course uh, I've got a, a Facebook page uh, uh, for my business as well Okay, very cool. And one thing I'm always doing, since uh, so many of the uh, the guides that I talk to are, are also educators, try to get the inside scoop. Uh, any predictions, any thoughts? Have you heard anything about what we're looking at this fall yet? Um, you, I, I, I don't know. I have no <laughs> idea. I actually was, I was talking to my our, sec- our school secretary like 15 minutes ago, and yeah, she has no idea. And I think I think there was uh, a meeting scheduled for the 27th. Um, that didn't happen. I think that got delayed. I don't, I'm not sure if it's going to be this week or next week, but um, I think maybe we'll find out pretty soon. Um, now, uh, <laughs> I'm not going to really give you my thoughts on the on the whole thing, but <laughs> um, I, you know, I but I want to be in a classroom. I guess I want to be in a classroom with kids. You know, I. I love being around kids. I love my job. And my coworkers are incredible. So I want to be around those people. Um, I would really rather not be at home, but obviously I'll, I'll do whatever I'm told to do. So, I, You know, I don't think that's a controversial statement. I, I don't know any teacher mm-hmm. that, that wouldn't, wouldn't think that way. Yeah, yeah. And and I know there's there's so many other educators out there that maybe they're older, maybe they're in their 60s or, or even early 70s, or um, and and they have pre-existing conditions, you know. And and I totally get it. I totally get you know their concerns too. Um, but um, but as as far as as me, I, I definitely want to be around uh, around some kids and some incredible coworkers that I have. All right, and every year about about this time of the year, I get I start getting well. I start I would say like mid August, I start getting excited to go back to school. I'm like, yes, I don't have to wake up at four thirty in the morning. I don't have to. I don't. I don't have to be in the sun for ten or twelve hours a day. You know, and and that's almost like that's like my time to to relax. But you know, in addition, I do trips Monday through Friday. Typically, I'll do trips maybe three days or three or four days a week. Um, like a five to nine. So okay. after school, right? Yeah. Well, I I don't blame you for wanting to get in the classroom. I think kids want to be in there. Hey, you know, everybody wants that to happen. Let's hope it can at least in a partial level happen. I think that's what everybody wants to at least. Maybe we can get that happy medium some way somehow. All right, Kevin Cochran, I appreciate you taking time and chatting. It's always good to hear from you. Oh, thank you so much, Kev. Great way to start the week with Kevin Cochran. we got a great week coming up once again with a ton of great guests. Tomorrow, Greg Wolner joins me. He's the new CEO at Northland Fishing Tackle. They talk about their great acquisition of Bagley Baits. we got Jeff Gustafson coming in later this week. we got Jared Houston. 
And Will Pappenfuss. Lucky me, I get to talk to another bunch of smart people again this week. Call of Duty Modern Warfare is here, and so is Mountain Dew. Roger that. Now you can unlock in-game rewards like only Dew can. Wait, what rewards? A Dew Operator Skin. Man, I love Operator Skins. Dual Double XP, and even Call of Duty Points. You're kidding me. Double XP and Call of Duty Points? This is incredible. I can't believe it. Soldier, get a hold of yourself. Oh, roger that. Look for specially marked packaging and visit mtndugaming.com for details and restrictions. Open to U.S. Residence 17 Plus. Call of Duty Points available on 12 and 24 packs and free 20 and 23.